You really can't go on calling yourself Morbius. There's very little of Morbius left. Why don't you think of another name? Potpourri would be appropriate. Well, how about Chop Suey? Chop! Chop Suey, the Galactic Emperor. You will be the first to die! Okay, welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We talk about Doctor Who. And we're going to be talking about a classic episode today called The Brain of Morbius. Uh, I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Brain of Morbius is about the brain of Morbius, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the TARDIS lands on this planet Karn? Karn? Karn, Karn, um, in a spaceship graveyard. And the Doctor and Sarah find an evil scientist called Dr. Solon, Mm -hmm. who is constructing um, a new body for the brain of an evil Time Lord called Morbius, whom the Doctor and everybody else thought had been executed by the High Council of Gallifrey. Sounds promising. Written by Robin Bland. Who was, in fact, Karen Sticks. So Robin Bland, just a quick backstory on that. Terrence Sticks wrote the story, uh, and a few people didn't like it, and part of it was rewritten by Robert Holmes. And so Terrence Sticks said, well, geez, take my name off it if you're going to rewrite it, and come up with some Bland name, and Robin Bland was the name they came up with. So, um, So that's the story behind that. So Robin Bland is not a real person. It's just one of those pseudonyms, like um, what's the other one that oh. they used to use? They've used it. Before. There was another one that Robert Holmes used. I can't remember. Yeah, what it was. it's the one that a lot of people use. Um, Robin Bland is the obvious, easy one to remember. Sm- Rob- Smithy. Well, anyways, well, there um, was another pseudonym for uh, Barry Letts and Terrence Dix, but I can't remember what uh, that okay. one was. Yeah, but there is a. a a name that like Smithy or yeah, something. something like that that, that that people will use if they don't want to be associated with yeah. the movie. Take their name off of it. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, Brain of Morbius was nineteen seventy six. Sarah Jane, Tom Baker. Um, what did everyone think about this one? <laughs> I'm being the minority. I don't mind it. I actually enjoy it because it's like a Frankenstein type. Mm-hmm thing and it was kind of Tom Baker wasn't too silly it was actually like you're learning some Time Lord backstory with the sisterhood Yeah, they come to get the and when I was watching again you can see where Moffat took from this story to the 12th Doctor with the sisterhood and the 8th Doctor's regeneration with the elixir of life and mm-hmm. all that what episode was it that the 12th Doctor met up with the Karn or was it was it- there was some priestesses. It was the one. Oh, it was the one with the guitar in the tank. The Davros story was in there. Oh, so and she also showed up in. You're one of your favorite ones, the cliffhanger. Remember when they're in, after the one we beats up the diamond with his fist and gets killed off. Yeah, the, that's a good. One. That was not. Yes, it was. So, um, <laughs> some some really good ideas in this. Uh, for sure. Um, I do like the 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 idea that we had a. This was part of like a season of goth gothic. Gothic, yeah. So Frankenstein, I, I like that. I, I've always enjoyed this episode. I just don't find it one that I put it like, oh yeah, you know, horror fame rock and Talons of Wayne Chan. I just don't put it in that category. No, it's not. Okay. Yeah, it's good. 
but it's not one upper yeah. echelon good. And then there's a lot of there's a few things in it that aren't that good. What do you think of that? Condo's arm. Uh, <laughs> um, it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't really. I didn't find it awful. I, I found it kind of draggy, like I do with most of the older episodes. Yeah. Um, I did find the Doctor Solon pretty hilarious. He just had great insults and. Mm-hmm. He did, didn't he? he was, his dialogue was great. His dialogue was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I found the Morbius voice to be extremely annoying. <laughs> okay. And yeah, it was grating, like nails on chalkboard kind of sound. Yeah. Um, I found Sarah Jane to be a bit too shrieky. Yeah. This considering she ones. was. She was blind for an episode, right? Yeah. yeah. She actually did pretty good doing the stumbling around blind. Yeah, person. yeah, she was pretty good with that. Um, it it. I didn't hate it. I just I don't find it to be like yeah. a fantastic episode. There's a lot of melodrama. I just found everybody to be so intense and like I don't understand why those priestesses were so against the time lords. Like am I missing some backstory there? No. They <coughs> explained partially in that one where the time lords were trying to come and steal the elixir. Right. So they're hesitant about the Time Lords showing up to Karn because... But there was never any evidence that the Time Lords were stealing the elixir. They only used it sparingly. When Plus it was, it was also running out. Yeah. So they were yeah, probably... It was, more a, it was like a paranoia that they were having about everyone. That they were the ones who were bringing the ships down, right? Because yes. they were trying to prevent people from stealing it. So they were killing people. So this is a very high paranoid group of, of people. But they yet they let the guy have his castle on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why that was the case. <laughs> and I didn't really care for the way they portrayed his assistant condo there. I thought that was kind of... I don't know. You fixed like condo's e- arm. Or, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a Frankenstein... That guy plays the Neanderthal butler in Ghostlight. Okay. Really? Because I didn't read that anywhere. In the I document. thought so. I thought he was in Brandon Morbius. I might be wrong, but I thought I read that somewhere. He's also, a, uh, the guy is an opera singer. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> That's what I read on, uh, what's his name? Uh, Colin Fay, condo opera singer. <laughs> so, okay, if you say so. Um, you know, it's hard to tell with the voice. Uh, uh, Miko, Sarah Jane. Um, yeah, I, I thought there was a few good things in this. Uh, um, the Karn were a little more annoying than I remember them being in terms of their paranoia. Um, I, I thought some of the in- interior sets were really good capturing the whole Frankenstein element. Now, some of the sets, some of those tarps look like they came from Monster Peladon. The design. The interiors? Yeah, the tarps that were hanging up on the wall okay. at, the, at the sisterhood place. I didn't notice. I didn't notice. Well, never mind then. Well, it's possible. They, they always reuse stuff. 
Um, the outside... They, they used to reuse the mutt. <laughs> well, the mutt. But they, they, they didn't reuse... The mutt was the first thing that came stumbling out of the ship and they cut its head off mm -hmm. and they were walking around with its head for a while. That thing... They reused that that creature from a previous episode, but it wasn't that long ago. It was um, the mutants, yeah, which was only a couple seasons earlier, a few seasons earlier. But they made reference that that was its. It was they called it the mutt, so yeah. they weren't pretending it was a different creature. They did reference that it was the same aliens, so that was fine. Um, the outside sets were were not that good. They had the big sheet up with the wrinkles in it and a couple of holes and then they, they did the really fake lightning that BBC does which is always it must be just a cutout of a lightning and they shine a light through it or whatever um, the spaceship uh, thing in the background is a bunch of miniatures that's sitting on a table and then Sarah Jane's walking past it so it doesn't the perspective doesn't look that great so I, the outside stuff really didn't look that great. It was a little bit of a letdown. But they, did, they it was used fleetingly, so it wasn't like it was too much. Good camera angles to disguise the fact. I do like, like you mentioned before about Solon, how he, um, like, when you walk into a, uh, a castle and someone keeps saying to you that you have a magnificent head, you probably should leave right yeah. away. <laughs> I just kept saying that over and over again, and um, it was kind of funny. You know, almost a parody of Frankenstein a little bit, you know, it's like... Yeah. Uh, I didn't get why the wine or whatever it was affected the doctor so much more than Sarah Jane. Like yeah, she, she woke wasn't up really, really quick. Well, I don't even know if she was really passed out. Yeah, because they're in a condo. Put the whole bottle into the wine. Use the, the whole bottle. Drink more of it. Maybe. Uh, usually, it's the doctor who's kind of like you know. I'm not you know. He's not as affected by everyone else. He wakes up earlier and stuff. Um. Wasn't Amy one of those priestesses in in another in the? In another episode? That, those weren't the current ones. No, those weren't the current ones. Oh, those okay. were from the Pompeii. Yeah, the Pompeii. Fires of Pompeii. Yeah. Similar looking, you know, the, the orange and the... Yeah. yeah. Um, one of my favorite cliffhangers is um, Sarah Jane, blind Sarah Jane, walking into the Morbius thing and, you know, the brain is there and it starts, you know... Who's there? Yeah, it, it was kind of neat because she's blind, so she's not seen. She thinks it's a regular person, even though it does sound kind of voice modulated or whatever. But it's just kind of. And then when she does get her sight back, the first thing that happens is she turns around and sees the Morbius creature with the. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I got my sight back! Ah! You know, she screams right away. And then, of course, she falls down the stairs. It's like, boy, she did better when she was blind, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when she was blind, she locked them all in the. Yeah. Laboratory. Yeah. The Morbius creature was just bizarre looking. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. It was cobbled together from a bunch of different parts, but still, how is that going to take over the world or the universe or whatever? I mean, it just looked yeah ridiculous. Well, originally, I, I mean, it was it was like they were trying to get the doctor's head, obviously, but that and that would have looked really ridiculous, and you would have thought that Morbius would have been like. Come on, Solon, you could have done a better job than this. Um, a, like you said, a couple of really good lines. One of them was, um, you know, where did where did the Morbius creature go? He's up going for a lurch. 
<laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, one of my favorite lines in all of Doctor Who is the uh, Chop Zooey Galactic Emperor um, insults that they were throwing at Morbius, which was just, you know, typical Doctor and Sarah Jane together. Potpourri. Potpourri. <laughs> well, the Doctor actually loses in this one. Morbius actually beats him. Well, Morbius goes flying off a cliff. How is that beating him? Well, the Doctor didn't do it. No, but... He more or less kills the, nearly kills the Doctor in that yeah. brain game. Yeah. And then Morbius is, starts walking away. Yeah. Until the Sisterhood gets him. Mm -hmm. So, technically, well, the Doctor loses. Yeah, he doesn't lose. He just doesn't win. He doesn't... He's not the one who stops the, stops the bad guy in this. He just sort of is there, and then... That's happened a few times. But but you're right. It's not the doctor. The doctor didn't defeat, defeat him. And why did the high priestess have to sacrifice herself, or did she just think her time was up? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, did I miss something? Yeah, I didn't. Well, she they used up the rest of the elixir on the doctor, and there was none left for her. Yeah, but she, she still would have had time to wait for it to because he replenished the flame that was going to create more elixir. Yeah. And, and it sounded like it looked like she had stepped into the flame, but how can you do how that? How can you do that when the flame is two feet high? Yeah, it's just kind of. I, I do know the doctor was saying, "Why would you continue to live on forever and ever and ever?" And maybe that convinced her to finally say, "Yeah, you're right. I should just end it right now." Yeah. But it, it wasn't sentence. It wasn't clear. I don't think. Just kind of like thrown in there as a special effect or something. Maybe they needed a special effect at the end. Um, speaking of Frankenstein, there's one upstairs walking around. Uh, the TARDIS materialization at the at the end was a little weird. Especially <laughs> Yeah, just kind of. It's. I almost feel like I get why they did it because he was trying to. He told her how to make the thing go poof, and then he made the TARDIS go poof, which is really. I think I was under the impression that she did that as the TARDIS left. She did what he said and. It went poop. But she wasn't moving her arms or anything. Oh. It's just weird. The TARDIS was making a weird. They sped up the materialization the, um, music or the the sound effects, and I don't know. It's just kind of like that's weird. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> another weird. Uh, a few. I have I have more notes about the behind the scenes. Philip Maddock played Solon. I thought he did a really good job. He's a really good actor. I guess they originally wanted to try to get someone like Peter Cushing or um, Vincent Price. Peter Cushing would have been very interesting if they got him because he played the Doctor in the movies, which Philip Maddock was in the Dalek. Yeah, he was in the Dalek division. Yeah. Philip Maddock's been in a ton of Doctor Who. He was in Crotons, War Games as the Warlord. Power of Crow, right? Power of Crow, yeah. And he was also in, um, I recognize him from like Space 1999 and a couple of the episodes. He's been in all that type of stuff. Yeah, probably Avengers and everything. He had great hair. Yeah. He looked, he looked like an evil genius. Yeah. Well, that's what he always did. He always played bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was re I think he was better in, as the Warlord, though, in War Games. He was really good. I mean, he was good in this, too, but I don't remember him in Power of Crawl. Yeah, he was the commander. Yeah. Okay. Well, Power Crow is not a rememberable story. No, no. That's, uh, That's bad. one of the bad ones. That would be low down on our uh, worst of. But Michael Spice, um, who did the voice, 
Uh, Morbius also did Magnus Greel in uh, Talons of Wayne Cheyenne. Um, so let's talk John about... Scott Martin was in this too. I think he was the mutt. Oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, they also were looking to cast Ellen Way as Marin. And Ellen Way played um, old late old woman in Unearthly Child. Oh. I think that's the same. And she was also in Kinda. Um, but they were originally looking to cast her, but I don't, you know, just kind of interesting to see that. A um, couple other things. The mental battle. <laughs> this is like a... You know, you get a bunch of Doctor Who fans together oh, and they talk about the this. mental battle. Yep. It's a it's a huge controversy in Doctor Who history. Everyone complains about it. When you see the mental battle, you see previous incarnations of the Doctor. Then you see a bunch of people that we don't recognize. Who do you think those people were? Morbius. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I thought they might have been Morbius or maybe okay. future incarnations of the Doctor. Okay. So back then, they did it as previous incarnations of the Doctor. Oh. But that didn't make any sense because they've already had established that the three doctors was yep. they, that the William Hartnell was the early earliest doctor. But somehow they made a mistake and they went ahead and some of those people that we saw were Robert Holmes, Robert Holmes, Graham Harper, all background people. You know, the director, the producers, the mm -hmm. writers, and stuff like that. Um, they didn't put Terrence Sticks in there though. <laughs> um, and so there's a big controversy, even though they did it that it would be previous doctors, everyone's like now taking it as canons and say, okay, well that means he's not the first doctor anymore, which means the 12th doctor or the 13th doctor is instead the 18th doctor or ninth, whatever it is, and people are so literal that they're like, that's what it is, and it's like, no, it's just, pretend he's Morbius, they made a mistake, let's just pretend it's Morbius, or he's an offshoot of the other, which is the doctor's... Oh yeah, uh, incarnation in the um, books. So there's a the other. I always was under the impression, even when I saw it the first time, that those were Morbius's yeah. past. It self. makes perfect sense, but for some reason, there's still a controversy about it. So it's one of those things that Doctor Who fans get uh, all heated on, and it's like some no of the Doctor Who fans are just kind of you know, not uh, us. Those are the same Doctor Who fans who think that if you don't like original Doctor Who, you're not a true Doctor Who fan. <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah, I, 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 um, I disagree with that. I, I, in terms of, I think at one point, no, I, I, I definitely could see why someone would be a fan of the new show and not the old show. It's, it's easy to see that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm a fan of both, but, um, it, you know, it, it's they're they're too they're they're too different to to sit there and, and compare them. And say, well, wait a minute. You have to like the classic, and it's just like Star Trek. I mean, I know people who like Next Generation and above. They don't like the original Trek, and it's kind of like, well, okay, fine. I mean, it's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Different eras too. Yep. Um, Mary Whitehouse. Oh God. Did not like this episode at no all. No way. She's the woman who used to criticize. I know it's a surprise. It's a shock that she didn't Doctor like it. Who episodes quite often, and her quote was that I, I wrote down here, contains some of the sickest and most horrific material seen on ch children's television. And it's like, cool! Now I want to go see it, you know? 
Um, so she didn't like this episode. She didn't like a lot of episodes. Was she something. like the head of standards or something? I think so, right? No, yeah. I thought she was just some woman who just some. Did she work for the BBC? No, I don't think no? she did. She was constantly. She was. She were She was an article, though. She was constantly interviewed. So she was some sort of person that just made it made a life out of complaining about music and um, TV shows and movies and stuff constantly and Doctor Who was a target of wait until we get to Deadly Assassin that, that <laughs> gave her a heart attack but um, I could see it though um, Condor <coughs> Condor? Condor Condor gets shot and there's blood coming out and the head's you know, hey, look, well, this head's too, too, not big enough. You know, it's just a, you know, very graphic <laughs> stuff for a children's show. I, I, I never look at it as a children's show, but you know, Condor killing them up with his knife. Yeah, goes in here. There's quite a bit of that. Um, when um, what's his name drops off the um, edge of the cliff, he, um, he hits the camera on the way out down. Morbius. Morbius. Yeah, he hits the camera. <laughs> um, So yeah, I, I mean, I like the gothic. Uh, I just think there's there's a lot of like, Carnes like oh are the the sisters of, Carn. Uh, yes. They want to kill the doctor, and then he escapes, and then they capture her again, them again, and say, oh, I guess we're going to kill you again, and it just, which is typical of Doctor Who, but there seemed to be a little bit more of that in this one. It just happens so often in the old episodes that like it gets old, yeah. fast, you know, like. <clears throat> capture escape capture escape I, I didn't one of the the advantages of these types of is that they do a really good job with atmosphere and I, I, even though I thought the sets were really good I didn't think the atmosphere was really I mean it was okay it was just kind of more looked more like a set to me and um, even though the end of the season yeah maybe they're running maybe out of money, money or something that Sarah Jane was okay in this for the most part. Um, well, she leaves in the next episode, right? Yeah, it's this second last episode. So I don't know. How many it, episodes was she? Uh, she I mean, was how many seasons? Three seasons. Yeah. Huh? She was in Pertwee's last season, and then a couple of Tom Baker's. Uh -huh. She might have even been in four seasons. I don't. I, th well, I don't know why I thought she was in so many more. Because she's sort of one of those iconic companions. Yeah. That everybody loves. Uh, and I thought she was pretty good in this. It was good at the beginning, the banter between the two of them where the doctor was um, being all upset because he, the Time Lords dragged him there and she's like, you know, making all kinds of little insults behind his back and going, <laughs> you, you know, so being such a baby and stuff like that and she walks off and everything and he's just kind of doing his yo-yo and throwing a tantrum Sulking, basically. Yeah. You know? And she trips over the dead mutt. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Jane's always good at, I mean, she gives as good as she gets. I yeah. mean, that's why I like her yeah. more than any of the other companions I've seen so far, except Ace, and I've only seen one one series with Ace in it. Yeah. Um, we'll have to make an effort to watch more of those of Ace episodes. You've seen more than one, though, I thought, maybe. You've seen Curse of Fenric. You've seen at least two. The one with the weird um, <coughs> Candyman. Happiness You've seen before. three. Delta and the Batman. No, Delta, she wasn't in Delta. Ghost, we did Ghostlight, didn't we? Did we? <laughs> Ghostlight? I think we did. Oh, uh, if you say so. Anyhow, uh, well, we'll look at it again. 
Uh, well, we'll look at that whole thing again and pick one out. Um, so anyways, uh, anything else about this one? Though we should mention that Terrence Dix did pass away, what, in September? Yeah. So this was kind of like the one that we well, did. Well, we picked this one out, this one. sort of his, yeah. in his memory. He was, um, you know, he did a lot. I don't know if he was the best writer for the show, but he did a lot for the show. Um, he did a lot of novelizations before VHS. Back in the 70s, they did these television novelizations, so every episode was eventually novelized, and he did the bulk of them. Even if he didn't write the episode for the series, he would write it because mm -hmm. you know they wouldn't get such and such. Robert Holmes would say, I don't want to write that book, so he would do it, he would do it for him. And sometimes he wrote very, like when you read the books, it's like reading the script, basically. It was very dry. But sometimes he did a better job with it um, and added characters and stuff like that. So it made the novels. Some of the novels are better than the series episodes because <laughs> there's more description and everything. Mm -hmm. He was the script editor during the Third Doctor's era. Yeah. He started in the second, didn't he? Didn't he do something with Seeds of Death? He was like um. I think so too. I think he started. They started the last season, I think. Yeah, but he was very instrumental throughout the series until he left. He must have left shortly. Um, he left after he did Robot. He just did the odd story uh, in there. Okay. But he, he was. He did more Brain of Morpheus though. Well, he wrote that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also did State of Decay. I'm surprised he didn't do anything for the new series. Just, um, Maybe he just didn't want to. Yeah, either that or he was... I know he's got a story in that new book collection that's coming out. It's called The Target Book. Okay. It's supposed to have all 13 Doctors in it and a lot of short stories. Mm. So he did write something for that. Okay. Yeah, so um, that's ironic we picked this one. This is the one that his name's not on it. <laughs> he didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know if he didn't like it, but he didn't. Well, we've done so many changes. a lot of designs yeah. already. Yeah. So, um, anything else? Nope. Okay. Thanks for listening.